So welcome everybody to a uh, bonus pick pod. This is a brief highlights package for the forthcoming um, 2023 Pediatric Critical Care Society Conference held in Edinburgh uh, in the first week of October. And we've we've got Chris Kitson with us, who's part of the organising committee. And we're just going to go through some of the highlights of the conference that people know what we can expect when we get there. And um, Chris, this is um, PCCS, some conference um, has been going for uh, many years, but this, I think, is the first ever completely sold out conference. It's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So hello, everybody. Thank you. When um, I mean, when we first got the the call to um, to, to put on the conference, to host the conference, uh, it was Neil, my colleague, Neil Spencer, that got the call um, instantly jumped at the opportunity, instantly called Gillian. Um, Fadjan over in, in Edinburgh and it was always going to be a, a mutually combined um, conference that we we're going to try and try and host. Um, taking some guidance as to you know post-Covid numbers, was it going to be a hybrid, um, what to expect was when we when we originally were thinking about a strap line, what, what are we actually going to try and well, communicate was when the first first word was was come up, and it was it was actually Neil Spensley who, I mean, his 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 brilliant work, his continuing work with patient safety, um, was a lot of a lot of safety comes from how to communicate effectively with each other, and not just necessarily this is this is words for of, of Neil who can speak much more erudite than me, but um, how to connect with each other with yourselves with the with the hardware with the software with the teams how we relay information and communicate was a big then theme and then naturally if we're communicating we are then trying to connect and this this actually gave us an opportunity made us think about well actually we've had a couple of of our families who have showcased a new principle which was every thank you counts and this was founded by the two families and attending to the human qualities of um, dignity, compassion, kindness, grace. And if we just reflect ourselves, how, how the, the warmth, the perceived generosity of it, just a mere thank you is that positive communication. So bringing those two together, connecting with everybody, we then had our, our strap line, communicate to connect. Um, and the quotation marks within that were that the best form of communication is actually the spoken communication. So with that, we then try to put to sell the, the thoughts of an idea of a programme is actually let's have a programme that attends to a whole variety so that we've we've got snippets for any for lots of interest because we're trying to accommodate a big field of people um, and then actually to have them as little short snippets so that with lots of breaks and the idea being is connecting with each other we can keep talking about whatever we've heard within the presentations or you know just catching up with people talking to each other within the various within the conference we were originally told to expect something like 200 250 people Edinburgh was was the chosen city, if you like, because it had this the brilliant venue that I, I hope that um, all our delegates will see um, in the, the, the heart of learning Edinburgh University. And there's this purpose built building and 
could accommodate more than 250 people but we were confident that if we had a different kind of theme a different vibe to the conference you know more of built on connecting with each other that actually we could probably push the numbers and quite surprisingly yes we've had to we've we've had to close to bookings we had to have a waiting list um a kind of cancellation list and then had to close that so i don't know how many more people we could have potentially attracted and it's great that it's not just the high you know the the, the kind of the, the intensive care units but the high dependency units the other critical care facilities and it's not just the medical staff it's all the nursing staff and the ancillary folk that are coming as well so i hope it'll be you know the collective picu family that has this opportunity to meet and maybe that's the attraction maybe that's what's what's spurred it on um, um your first talk is um, from kathy mcdonald um who's a hostage negotiator now harris and i have spoken to her we've recorded a podcast which will be published at the time of her talk Uh, that's a really good way to start yeah again so neil spence's connections was how if if we're trying to communicate with each other you know why not get somebody who actually has been able to communicate in the most horrific of circumstances who possibly has yeah, I, I haven't met I haven't met Kathy yet, but I know that she comes with such a huge status and accolade that it's it's going to be a I, this is going to be an amazing half hour and to 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 one that could probably have gone on and on and on because of the the richness of her experiences and you know how we can learn about how to communicate in difficult circumstances because we all face them every day. So don't be late for nine o'clock on Thursday is what I say. Oh, oh, don't. I mean, this is this is certainly, you know, starting with the fireworks, ending with the fireworks, fireworks in the middle. But this is uh, definitely don't sleep into this one. I think not only is it uh, she very entertaining, but also the subject matter itself is very relevant to all of us as clinicians because uh, we are not necessarily hostages. But, you know, we have complex decisions to make and difficult decisions to make. And she I think talks very, very admirably about how to approach these things. It, it, it certainly is, isn't it? Because, I mean, are we held hostage by, it depends how controversial we want to actually be with my answer to that, but, you know, are we? is the public expectations that actually we have to admit and we have to treat and we have to, you know, push the boundaries for every child in every situation, every case? I know I'm getting into the, the realms of, of ethics here, but you know how to you know then liaise not just with our parents but actually ourselves because we'll all have different values and and cultural beliefs and subjective interpretations but also you know our our colleagues who um who use the intensive care facilities how do we how do we converse with all the various different specialists um especially when you've got a child with complex comorbidities and potentially competing um, treatment algorithms. So, uh, you know, phenomenal to actually learn how you pick through all of this if it's not just mediation and it's something more that's needing more negotiating, then what a phenomenal person to be able to tell us and transferable skills. I think one of the important things is bringing in somebody from outside 
the clinical area, because I think we tend to sort of be quite incestuous in terms of uh, talking to each other within mm. the ICU, but bringing in somebody from outside brings in a quite a different idea of how to approach complex issues. Yes, perfectly agree with that. I mean, you know, we can all learn from each other, isn't it? It's obvious. It's often that the, you know, we're we're in the well, my limited um, experience of the of patient safety is we're often linked with the analogous the analogy of the airline industry and what we can learn from them. But you know, the transferable skills not just within healthcare, but listening to people from out with how they've approached problems because you know, problems must have a similar format or process in terms of how you address them, whether that is, you know, bringing two parties together, mediating, trying to find common ground and build on that, or whether it's uh, actually you can just change one or two words and before you know where you are, we have gone from police hostage negotiation into an actual breaking bad news, difficult scenario where we could offer that chemotherapy, we could, what do we actually actually believe and really think is the right thing to do? So having an outside lens and a different perspective to look through, I think is incredibly enlightening. So Chris, we said we'd spend 15 minutes talking about the whole programme. We're nine minutes in and we're half <laughs> half an hour into the program so far. So this is the Sorry. problem, isn't it? When you've got really good speakers and good topics. Um, so I think we shouldn't move on. Um, staff survivorship, a whole one and a half hour session um, on staff survivorship. I think that's going to be popular for the reasons which you just mentioned, um, that we need to look after ourselves as well. I hope so. I mean, we've all, everybody's been through a rough ride, haven't they, in the last... Um, three years with the COVID pandemic and the isolation. We are not isolated um, people. We are social people. We work in teams and we attend when we actually stop and pause and reflect. We we immerse ourselves in you know, horrific, emotionally raw situations. Um, how do we maintain our capacity, our resilience, our tenacity, our passion for 20, 30 years? So, uh, you know, that that is an absolute salute and acknowledgement to that. And after lunch, we go on to, uh, there's plenty of right, cardiac friends. We don't do cardiac in Nottingham, but there's lots about um, early um, mobility on ECMO. I remember sending a patient for ECMO a few months ago, and then the, the next day being sent him a photo of him reading a book out in a chair on ECMO, which was pretty mind-blowing, considering that 12 hours previously he was on, on death's door. It's it's phenomenal. I mean, it's just a again, it's a nod to research and you know pushing boundaries, being yes people, seeing what we can actually do. And it's yes, it is amazing how you know the technology that we have that's used at the right time on the right patient can produce some phenomenal results. And um, even though you know that not ECMO centres themselves are are fairly sparse around the country and incredibly um a health economic burden their value is phenomenal they they save lives without any shadow of a doubt but you know on the converse it's a tricky journey with associated comorbidities so it is that absolute need to learn from each other you know to spread our our experiences our good things our bad things hence again is there an opportunity for 
that 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 team to chat amongst themselves during the the stretch and move comfort break immediately afterwards. Then we'll get into Friday now. Having having had a had a fun night out. Um, what's the night out on Thursday, Chris? Um, Thursday is the conference dinner, I believe. Yeah. And mu- potential museum tour, he yeah. says. Civic and reception. And then, uh, yes, the conference dinner because it's right in between. Yeah. And a and a Kaylee as well, isn't it? And a Kaylee. And Kaylee, excellent. What, what, to show us your and... show us your moves. Oh. <laughs> My moves will be uh, making sure that um, the music plays succinctly, I think, and maybe even ushering people to the various different dance floors. As you can tell, English accent in Scotland at times a little bit lost. The Scottish culture is phenomenal. And um, yeah, it, it, it's going to be, it, it'll be brilliant because the, the warmth of the Scottish. The, there was this, I was just thinking earlier, the, the strap line what 2014 i think it was glasgow people make glasgow for the commonwealth games and actually people make scotland and i think i can get away with saying that because of my fading <laughs> accent yeah it's yeah. it's the warmth of of that now, i might not yeah. be showing my um yorkshire wobbles but the uh, there will be instructions everybody's going to join in it's going to be great fun I think actually another sellout. I think everything's sold out. Everything's sold out, yeah. yeah. Um, there may still be spaces for the run at quarter past seven on Friday morning, though. Yeah, somebody can have my space for that one. Um, yeah, yeah um, so again, tending um, I've si- to... Um, I've signed up, so uh, looking forward to that one. Cycling and running, and yeah, absolutely. Indeed. Um, quarter past seven outside the Commonwealth Pool, isn't it? Leave so, and I, yes. I don't know if we actually need to go for a swim if we want to. I think uh... I want a full triathlon then. Perfect, good way to wake <laughs> up. <clears throat> right, um, so so Friday the sixth starts at eight forty-five with a fascinatingly title talk. What to do when Norway is closer than your local yeah. PICU? So that's this will be mind blowing for us. Yeah, this will be brilliant. So one of the things about Scotland that made it. You know, that makes one of the many tacits that makes it interesting for me is if we're thinking about transfer, that is the logistics of that. And actually, when you actually begin to then look at a map and see that, you know, we've got the we've you've got the roads, you've got the um, the the air services, but the air services might actually be, you know, the helicopters or the planes. But actually, geographically, if you're in a plane, whether you're just nipping up to Aberdeen or going across to, you know, some of the islands, actually a little bit further afield in the plane, it might actually be easier, quicker, safer and more simple, straightforward move to actually nip over to another country than it is, you know, to to actually logistically transfer um, somewhere within our on our island. And this is where Christina is is our lead of Scottstar, which is our the the, the Scottish um, transport mm. paediatric transport service, and it'll that'll be a brilliant talk because it's something that you don't actually conceive. When I was I trained in Newcastle and never thought that actually Edinburgh was just up the just up the rail. I was you know going off. I went down to London to do my exams and so on. So you know, four hours, five hours south rather than an hour up north. It's 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 in, it's impressive how the brain works. Tell me, have you had to transfer patients to Norway? I can't tell you that because I'm, I'm I won't want to. I mean, personally, oh, I haven't. Right. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm spo- spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, Harris. It's, it's, that might be a spoiler alert, but um, 
certainly Sweden for, for ECMO, um, I, I believe the team have, whether Sweden have come over or whether we've actually gone over there. We actually, we've, we've done, I, I personally have done transfers to Ireland and I know that the team still do transfers down to to London because at the end of the day, it's, the, it's what's best for the patient and we shouldn't really be marginalising anybody just of geographical location. I'm from Shetland a bit closer, isn't it? From Shetland, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so actually... We, yeah, pick up somebody in Shetland and take them over to Norway, then bring them all the way back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. it's is it easier for actually, you know, the the families as well? Because obviously you're not just uprooting the child, you're uprooting, you know, the families. No, I'm I'm not I'm not saying any more because I don't want to steal. <laughs> <laughs> um, we then have a couple of keynotes. Um, Frederick Valla with feed and fluids for um, critically ill children. Um, we did a podcast on this years ago, Harish, and surprisingly, early feeds may not be the answer. So it seems intuitive that patients who are sick need need lots of nutrition. But then, when I'm unwell on a on a on a lower level, but when I'm feeling poorly, I'm do I don't feel hungry. So yeah, there's a sweet spot in there. So we'll hear more more about that hopefully. Yeah, I mean, there's you know, the Burns patient. The classic is feed quick and fast and you then think, well, really? Because as you say, you don't fancy steak and chips if you've got man flu. So uh, yeah. when is it? When when do you get your appetite back? How? When should you? Because I mean, yeah, maybe some of us have a bit more reserve than others, so don't actually need to be fed quite as early on in the illness exactly. when we're all catabolic. We, we had uh, Winston Modesto a few years ago, didn't we? When we organised conference in Nottingham. So that'll be a very fascinating I mean, he's enormously ex- expert in ventilations. I think I'm looking forward to listening to that. I mean, brilliant. My in, in instant like nervousness to that is I'll just highlight one of our local debates, which is like a what do you call it? It's a local derby, the ventilation derby down at uh, ten past twelve. That's um, a colleague of mine in Edinburgh. Yeah, beautifully highlighted oh, okay. versus me, and it we're talking about. Um, a ventilation strategy. So I, I hope Vince is kind on me then. Uh, which uh, which side are you of the APRV debate? I'm the debate? con side of this. What, the con uh, side of APRV. It? Yeah, APRV. Something about camera recognition or something. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I've, I've, yeah. Um, the con yeah. side of that, because I can't pronounce it. <laughs> okay, great. Um, no spoiler alert respect- as to what I'll be talking about. Um, the respiratory sessions up against a really powerful trauma session as well, so that's going to be difficult to choose between them. You know, so, the whole thing was difficult as to what you choose where, because of the you know the size of the rooms, the balance size of the rooms. We wanted to try and find something that was equally attractive, but then the, the, obviously the problem with equally attractive. If they're equally attractive, then you kind of want to go to both. Do. It, do we have? You know, if we didn't have parallel streams. Then you're, you're cramming everybody into a into a hall. It, it then becomes a, a, a little less yeah. well, less intimate. But also you, you're restricting what you can actually talk about. So that was a big one of our big debates fairly early on. Well, very early on in the conference organisation is what do we pitch against what? Because absolutely, um, it's, an, it's a nice problem to have, though, isn't it? Yeah, it is a nice problem to have. I'm just looking at what I'm pitched against and. If I can hand my presentation over, then reconstructive surgery in Ukraine. Wow. 
given what's going on. Um, you can't you can't miss your own presentation, Chris. Can't I? I'm afraid you'll have an audience of at least one yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm slightly biased. <laughs> slightly biased indeed. Right. Um, and then the closing sessions are about the future of our children and the future of PCCS as well. We have to, haven't we? I mean, this is, yeah, uh, you know, our children, our future. I, I, th- this this will be the, the, the fireworks as well. This will be brilliant because, I'm, um, well, Jason Leach, our National Clinical Director, is um, a phenomenal speaker. And um, again, this is this is this is coffees with Neil Spence. He talks about the, um, you know, the, the Glasgow effect. And it's something to do with. Um, I might be speaking out of turn, and I, I don't. Again, I'm not entirely sure, but you know the genomic where you live, and and the the fact that your history breeds out your genes, and therefore are you programmed to live this way and in this in this culture and this survival, and how do you manipulate the environment to improve um, you know the local mortality. Great, Chris. Do you have a resale market for tickets? Is it on Viagogo and all these, uh, you know, um, have people no, started, started eBaying was... their PCCS tickets <laughs> for a profit? If I was, if I was IC literate enough, that's a really good, that's a really good thought. I mean, it is, you know, it, it is, it's a huge honour to be able to, you know, to sit here and know that you've produced a, a sellout and, you know, our, our the, the pressure on us now is to deliver it's just a it's a great position to be in but it's also a bit of a you know we, we do genuinely feel a little bit frustrated as in ah if only we'd had another you know another route that we could open up or 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 beam into we were we had talked about you know the virtual um element to it as well but um Communicate to connect in quotation marks is about face to face. It is about talking. It is about socialising, and there is something missing in that in that virtualism, in that virtual world. That you know, here am I sat in my office, you know, not actually having a coffee with you. Great, um, Chris. Um, that sounds super exciting, and uh, I can't wait to be there. So we'll see you. We'll see you next week, and um, good luck with the last bits of organisation. We'll see you on Thursday morning. Brilliant, gentlemen. Thank you very much for your time. And we certainly are looking forward to hosting it. It's going to be great. I'm sure it's going to be great because it's got that vibrant feel about it. And hopefully, you know, Hugh's buzz as we all meet up with each other again. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. Take care. Thanks, Jens.